Okay, so you know what we're going to do for to keep Naftali happy, we're going to start off the share talking about Navera. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. to so one, one of the biggest Averis we have. You should let me know. I'm the expert. Yeah. Uh, this I'm not sure. One of the biggest Averis we have is Avodizar, yeah? Okay, Avodizar, fine. So, that, that, you know, that's an Averis we can talk about. It's not so, uh, okay. Now, when it comes to Avodizar, so obviously you're not allowed to serve Avodizar. You're not allowed to sacrifice to Avodizar, things like this. And there's other halachas and other mitzvahs that are sort of revolving around that. Just like you're not allowed to serve by the Zara, you're actually also forbidden from, any, from having benefit from an Avadah Zara too, right? So you can't have Hanah from an Avadah Zara. You can't have Hanah, pleasure from a sacrifice that's over to Avadah Zara. These things are awesome. Okay. Now, the Gemara tells us, it's a Mishnah in Avadah Zara. The Mishnah says that that's all derisive. I mean, you're not allowed to serve by the Zara from the Torah. You're not allowed to have benefit from Avodazar from the Torah. Chazal say, the, the Mishnah says in Masechus Avodazar though, that Chazal instituted in Rabbanon that Avodazar is also Tameh, right? So back in the times, you have a base of Mikdash, you want to make sure, you, you want to be able to eat, uh, if you're a Kohen, you want to eat Truma, you want to visit the base of Mikdash, you have to make sure that you're Tahar. So you, you know, you don't want to become Tameh. So Chazal instituted that an Avodazar will make you Tameh, so you have to stay away. Now the Mishnah Avodazar gives us a Pasuk as the source. Again, it's only rabbinic, but we know there's a principle. Whenever Chazal make halachas, they usually try to find a hint or something, you know, an asmachta it's called. That it should, there's a pasuk that it should rely on. And the pasuk is regarding the prohibition of serving of the Zara. It says, Shaket Tishaktsenu. Shaket Tishaktsenu means that you should, uh, like, you should be disgusted by it. And so the Mishnah says that word of like sheketz, that it should be like uh, something gross, that's usually associated with Toma. So although the Pasuk doesn't mean on a biblical level that Avodazar is Tomei, but at least Midrabban, and that's enough of a hint. Okay, that's the Mishnah. What is interesting like this is that the Rambam in the halachas of Toma, he records this halacha that Avodazar makes you Tomei, and he says, he brings down a source, a pasuk, which again, it's only rabbinic, but an asmachta, which by the way, on its own, is interesting. The Rambam, generally speaking, does not do that. Even though Chazal will bring psukim to sort of show as like a hint to, an, to a rabbinic decree, the Rambam usually doesn't do that. If it's Darabana, he just says it's Darabana and finish. He won't find psukim to hint to it. In this case, he does. And what's more so is that the pasuk that he brings is not the pasuk that the Mishnah uses. It's a completely new Pasuk that he found on his own from our parsha, from this week's parsha. This week's parsha, after Yaakov Avinu and the whole, uh, you know, Shimon and Levi wipe out the city of, of Shechem, right, after the whole thing with Dina. So, and they take all the things that they want to take, and now Yaakov and his family are, are traveling on. So it says, Vyomer Yaakov Obeso, call Asher Imo. Yaakov says to his family, to everyone that was with him, He Siru Remove all the idols that you accumulated in the war with Shechem. and purify yourselves. and change your clothing. So remove all the idols and purify yourself. The Rama says that's the pasuk where we see this idea that Chazal sort of, you know, uh, connected to that. You see this idea that, remo- that removing idols is in order for tahara. It says remove your idols and become purified. So that's the Pasuk that Ramam brings. So here's the question. The question is, again, first of all, why is Ramam even bringing a Pasuk? That's not usually what he does. Usually he just tells you the halacha and finished. You want to know the sources? Look in the Gemara. 
The Ram is just telling me the, the halach. Over here, he goes out of, that, out of his way to bring you a pasuk. And if he is bringing a pasuk, it's not the pasuk the Mishnah uses, of shaketh teshaktsenu, he uses this other pasuk in Parshas Vishach, talking to Yaakov, telling the, his children, remove idols and become purified. So what's going on over here? All right, so it's like this. Th- this idea is not just a halachic issue with the Rambam, whatever it is. This is a, this is a mahalach. The Rambam is telling us a mahalach about how to deal with everything that's wrong in life. The Eitzahara itself. You have to understand, Avodazara is obviously, technically, just one Avera or one particular thing to stay away from. But in a much broader sense, Avodazara is the root of everything that's wrong in life. Everything that's evil in the world comes from Avodazara, right? When the Nachash uh, tried to convince Adam and Chava, you know, the Nachash, that, that was, the, the, the original sin was Avodazaradik, right? Eat from this tree and you'll be like God. So everything is rooted in Avodazara. So, our, so, so if we could use this halacha to investigate what our relationship should be towards Avodazara, that'll be a window into how to deal with our own Yitzars in general. So it's like this. This concept that Chazal enacted, that in Avodazara is Tameh, there's two ways to think of it. One simple way is that Chazal made idols Tameh. So uh, uh, certain animals are Tameh. Uh, you know, a person has Tsaras is Tameh. A dead body is Tameh. And an idol is Tameh. Just Mitra That's one way to think of it. And that would be the impression that you would get based on the Pasuk that the Mishnah and Avodazar quotes. Shaketz de Shaktsenu. That's a language that's used to describe an object that's repulsive, that's Tameh. So avoid it because the object is Tameh. But the other way to think of it is not like that. It's true that Saras is Tameh, and a dead body is Tameh, and the Sharetz is Tameh. But when Chazal said Avodah they didn't mean that the object of Avodah is Tameh. What they were saying is, the object is fine. What they were telling is, you as a person, I want you to stay away from these things if you want to come in contact with something that's holy. It's a din, in, in like the way, you know, it's a din on the gavr, it's on the person. It's not about the object, the object is actually not tamay. In other words, you have, you have a scenario. The guy wants to go to the base of English, yeah? He wants to visit the base of English. The problem is, he can't become tamay. So, if this object is tamay, so automatically he has to stay away from this object if he wants to go to the base of English. So, that's one way to think of a desire. This object is tamay, you want to make a trip to Yerushalayim, don't touch that. Because if you touch it, you're not going to be able to go. But the other way of thinking is, no, no, no. What Chazal are really trying to get at is they don't want you to touch this thing. So what they'd say is, not that it's Tameh, they're telling you, treat it as if it was Tameh. Meaning that just as if it would be Tameh, you wouldn't touch it if you want to go to the base of Megdash. So we're telling you, don't touch it if you want to go to the base of Megdash. Not because it's Tameh. Treat it as if it's Tameh. This is what the Rambam is hinting to by quoting this particular Pasuk. He's avoiding the Pasuk of of the Mishnah, because the Pasuk of the Mishnah will give you the impression that the, the Drabanan decree is that it is Tameh. And that's not the Pshat, says the Rambam. The Pshat is that the Chazal are not making it Tameh. They're telling you it's a mitzvah on you to stay away from this object. Not because it's Tameh, but you have to act as if it's Tameh. Namely, don't touch it, stay away from it. Not because if you touch it, you'll actually become Tameh. But the point is to stay away. And that's the passage the Rambam is quoting. He siru Yaakov is telling his children, "Just get, get it out of here. 
He's not saying because it's, just get it out of here. That's the point of this takana. Chazal are not trying to say it's actually Talmud. It's a din on the gavra, on the person, that Chazal made this mitzvah on a human being to avoid avodizaras. Now this idea, this idea of why Chazal would make a funny halach over here, like just, in other words, instead of doing the most direct route, which is, Chazal can just make the thing tame, and then automatically you're going to stay away from it. Chazal is sort of avoiding that, and they're making this whole funny situation, which is, it's actually not tame, but we're telling you on a mitzvah on you, treat it as if it would be tame. Like, why not be direct? Why not just make it tame? The answer is as follows. We find the basic principle with the Zara, which is that from the Torah, we have many mitzvahs like this, halachas like this, that there's, there's a, and our relationship with Avodah Zarah is such not to give it chashivas. Don't give it chashivas. There's a mitzvah in the Torah of shame elohim acherim loisaskiru. There's a prohibition not even to mention the name of an idol. Not even to mention the name of an idol. The Mishnah, the Gemara says examples of this, that if you're meeting someone and it's, uh, and the, you know, you need to give a location, you know, to where you should meet, and you want to meet in front of uh, some temple, like a Buddhist temple or something. So the halach is, you're not supposed to say, meet me in front of the Buddhist temple. You give some other demarcation point, or you know, the, the name of the street, whatever. Because you're, you're, you're not even supposed to mention, the guys are worshipping idols when you mention that demarcation point. You're just saying where we're going to meet. Don't mention the name of other gods. That's why, you know, with, with Kali Yisrael, you know, uh, even, even uh, you know, we don't Isa Ish, right? Yashka, we don't mention his name. Uh, the Minig of Kalaisol in Europe was that if you lived in, in cities, that the name of the city was based on Navadizara, the Yidden would change the, the language, right? Petterburg. You don't call it St. Petersburg. Even though you, it's not, a, you know, you're just saying the words. You don't even want to say that. Like my family, part of my family comes from a, a, a city in Russia that in Russian, the name of it is, it, it translated to English, is White Cross. That was the name of the town. But all the Yidin there, they called it Schwarz Timme. That's how they used to call it. Black Timme. That's, that's how they Yidin called it. Just the opposite of what the name was. White Cross, Schwarz Timme. That's how it was called. And this is all because, we don't even mention the name of Avadizaris. Why? What's the idea? The idea is don't be it. Don't give it Hashivas. Don't give it, don't acknowledge it. Don't give it power. Adraba, the whole idea of Avodah is, is that you're giving that this object, you're, you're mistakenly thinking it has power, right? In other words, God is all-powerful. And instead of leaving that power to God, you're now attributing that power to a, a tree. The whole in of Avodah is that you're giving this tree too much power. So what do we do in response to that? Give it more power. Or the opposite, you take away its power. So says the Ramam like this, when Chazal are making something Tameh, even if it's Tameh, Chazal would never, says the Rambam, actually make the object Tameh. You know why? Because that's giving it power. It's saying that if I touch it, it affects me. It puts Tum on me. That's giving it power. Chazal would never want to do that. Our whole relationship with Avodah is what? Is taking away its power. Don't give it existence. Don't be of it. Don't even talk about it. Don't reference it. Don't even acknowledge its existence. And so Chazal are, gonna, are not only going to acknowledge it, they're going to give it a power to impure other things. That's, that's power. Therefore, says the Rambam, that's not what Chazal are doing. It, they, that can't be what they're doing. They would never do such a thing of saying, it, it has Tumah, and, and be careful, don't touch it, because it might, it, when you touch it, it touches you, and then you're Tumah. They would never give it such Chashivas. 
what they would do is the opposite. They'd say, treat it as if it's Tameh, which basically means avoid it. Not because it has power, it is nothing. But you avoid it. And by you avoiding it, that's, that's, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. That, that, that's, that's a derivative. It's part of our whole approach to Avadizar, which is stop thinking about it, avoid it, don't acknowledge it, don't give it any shlit at all, don't give it even, even negative power. Don't say it's tame even. Like that, that's also acknowledging it and giving it power. The whole Indian is that it's, the whole problem of Avadizar is, is that it's a, a tree is something, but you gave it so much somethingness. You gave it too much somethingness. So your, our response to it, the tikkun for Avadizara is not to give it more something. It's to take away. Don't acknowledge it. Bechlal. This is why even in halacha, there's such an idea that, that if you own something, I, I, you know, like the, like, I'll give you an example. The halacha is, that the only object, it's a fascinating halacha, the only object that could actually become an Avodah technically, I mean, listen, anyone can bow down to anything, but for it to become halachically an Avodah that that you can't have benefit from it and whatever, is only if the object was affected by human beings. In other words, uh, if people worship Mount Everest, Mount Everest will not become an Avodah Why? Because it's not man-made. And it wasn't even manipulated by human beings. It's completely forgotten. The only object that can actually become an Avodah is if it's man-made, or at least it was manipulated by, by a human being. Something had to happen to it. Yeah, you take a stone and you, and you cut it off of Mount Everest, and you bow down to the stone, that's Avodah because at least human beings had their, got their hands on it. Halachically, it's called Tfisas Yad Adam, that a human being manipulated it. Well, why is that? Why is that the halacha? The answer is because the whole idea of Vodazar is yeshus, that it became something, that it, it, it has, uh, uh, you know, an unholy sense of self. God is the only something. And now all of a sudden you're going to say that this tree is also something. There's only one creature on planet Earth, in the universe, that has a strong sense of something, a sense of self. And that's the human being. It's the human being is. But here we have free will and all that. Avodazar is basically, if you take your ego, and you implant it in objects, that Avodazar is basically ego run amok. And there's only one creature that has jurisdiction over ego, and that's the human being. So an object that has connection to people, that can theoretically become an Avodazar. If it has nothing to do with people, was never touched by a human being, then automatically it doesn't have an ego like that. The whole definition of Avodazar is ego, something, something, something. It th- people were giving it too much power, giving it somethingness, and that's why Avodazar can only come when it's coming from a person, because people, we see ourselves as something. That's what Avodazar is. Avodazar is the, the definition of Avodazar is yesh. That it's a something to the extreme, to replace the something that's God. And so what's our response to Avodazar? Not to give it more somethingness. Our response to Avodazar is to take away its somethingness, to be mavatalit. Don't mention it, don't talk about it. So this is a discussion about Avodah but it's much broader than that. I mentioned from the beginning that the Avodah is the root of all problems. All Yetzirahs, all Averis stem from that sentence that the Nachashet Adam and Chava, eat from the tree and you will be like God. So therefore, if all Yetzirahs, if all Yetzirahs ultimately find their root in Avodah 
And what's our halachically? Halachically, what's our halachic response to Havad Azar? What do we? How do we relate to it? We relate to Havad Azar as, don't pay attention to it. Stop being machsh of it. Stop giving it more power by thinking about it. Don't even mention its name. This is therefore telling us a general hashkafa, a general worldview in terms of how to deal with the eight Saharas. First and foremost, you know what to deal, how to deal with the eight Sahara? Stop thinking about it. Stop giving it power. The more you think about it, the more you're giving it power. You as a person are a nuclear power plant of somethingness. Right? You're a human being. You have an ego. You have a, s- a sense of self. Right? You have a sense of self. Anything you think about, this is a, is a little bit of a trippy idea, but anything you think about, you are injecting somethingness into that thing. It's not just a random thing. Whatever you think about, you are giving power to. Like, in reality, because you are a source of power. God is the ultimate something, and you are creating His image. So everything in the world is really nothing. It's nothing. It's, uh, it's either something, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's a tree, it's a rock, it's a stone, whatever it is, it's an animal. There's no ego there. Animals aren't Gaiva. When the lion is running after the zebra, it, 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 if in the middle somehow you could like, you know, psychoanalyze the lion, the lion's not thinking, he's not thinking like, oh, I'm all that. He's just, that's what a lion does. It runs after a zebra. And the zebra doesn't have this inferiority complex of like, look at me, this is what it does. I'm, I'm being chased. There's no ego there. Animals don't have ego. There's only one creature that has ego, and that's the human being. You know why you have an ego? Because you're created in God's image, and God is the real something. God is something. But the problem is, is that when we take our, our mind, which, which, which is so something, Whatever you think about, you are giving that thing somethingness. So of the Zara is that to an extreme, that you're literally, you're literally injecting a tree with the greatest something of all, that it is God. That's terrible. But on, on a certain level, anything you think about is giving, it, you're giving that thing power. And that's the root of all Yetzirahs of the world, is because of ego. It's all because of ego, right? It could be Yates, it could be Avadizara, that's obviously, you know, type, you name it. It's all because you're not just a lion and a zebra doing what uh, your creator wanted you to do, right? Anytime you deviate from what the creator wants of you, it's because of your own ego. So how do you respond? So therefore, in other words, every Yetzirah you have is really Avadizara. It's really just an object of Avadizara that you are empowering. That's the, that is sort of like uh, hijacking your ego, your sense of self. So how do you respond to Avadizara? How do you respond to all Yetzars? Stop thinking about it. The more you think about it, the more you empower it. This is the, this is the problem that very often people have when dealing with like Yetzars and trying to overcome these things is that they think about it too much. Like, just move on. The way, and moving on doesn't mean ignoring the problem. It's actually fixing the problem. Because when you move on and you, and you, and you disengage your mind, which is something, from that object, then guess what? That object turns back to nothing. Because it always, from the beginning, was nothing. Why was it a something? Because you gave it power. So stop giving it power. That's what a desar is. This halacha of when Yaakov Inu says to his children, just remove it. Just get rid of the idols from the house. And says the Rambam, and that's the source of, of, of this halacha of Tumah. In other words, the Rambam is saying, and there's no actual Tumah there. And Chazal wouldn't want to do that because that's giving it power. Rather, what's our response to a desar? Just get rid of it. Get it out, out of sight, out of mind. And, th- and, you, and then you just move on. Listen, there are, there are certain things that a person has to sort of like 
deal with in order to move on, but the objective always has to be to move on. The objective, even of tshuva, is not to fix the past. There's a big mistake people make. Our objective is not to fix the past. The objective is to have a healthy future. Sometimes, maybe more than sometimes, in order to have a healthy future, you have to correct something of the past. But it's not about the past, it's about the future. And whatever extent you need to deal with in the past in order to navigate the future, then that's what you do. And the rest you forget about. And it's not forgetting because like, you can't handle it. That's, that's called bitl chametz. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's called disengaging the mind. Chazal even say this, like I just, Bethlehemet, that's much what it's about, right? Chazal described the Yitzhara as Arsha Isa, the Chametz of the heart, right? Chametz is always compared to, to the Yitzhara. What do we do before Pesach? So you try to destroy all the Chametz that you can, but what you can't get your hands on, what do you do? Bethlehemet. What does Bethlehemet mean? I'm not thinking about it anymore. To me, it doesn't exist. And then it, then it doesn't exist. Because the whole issue of the Yitzhara was by you empowering it. Everest cannot become an avodah Things can become corrupted only because it has human finger t- uh, fingerprints on it. Because you, you, are, uh, you are the only creature that has a sense of something. And you inject somethingness into things that you think about. The Mahalach Advarim is disengage. Become bigger than your Yetzirahs. And then from that place of confidence and strength, then you deal with whatever the inyanim that you're dealing with in order to help navigate the future. That's the, that's the objective. It's like the famous Misa, I think it's from Mayor from Lushlaner, I think they, they say it by a few people. It's, a, it's, a, it's not too much of a Mifus. It's a little bit of a Mifus. Not too much. The uh, Misa goes that there was a certain mikveh that he used to go to. It was at the bottom of a large, of a steep hill. And so it's one thing, he was an older person at the time, but it's one thing to go there during the summer, so it's not, but during the winter it was like icy and slippery. And every day he would still go to his mom's fine. So the nice is that there was, uh, you know, a bunch of, a uh, couple uh, people that maybe had a difficult time with the Munas Tzaddik and Mus Chachamim, and they said, well, if the old man can do it, then certainly we can do it. And they tried to go down the hill and they broke their, broke their legs, you know, and they, they fell. So they asked him, the Rebbe, how could you do so? How is it possible that we're young, we're able to do it and you couldn't? So what does he say famously? If you're tied up above, then you don't slip below. If you're thinking about every single step going forward, then guess what? You're going to fall. Because you're empowering the eyes. You're giving power to it. Like the Balshento famously said, you know, it's another famous, it's again, these are classic marshals by the Balsham. He said there was one time that he took his chassidim on a class trip to the circus, right? And he saw a tightrope walker. And his mom is like, Balshanta watching this guy, his mom is like in Dveikas with a guy, his mom is, and then after the whole moment is over, so he goes over to the Tiber Walker and says, how do you do it? How do you not fall? So he said, you don't look down. You keep your eyes focused on, on where you want to go. And he, and he said two points. Keep your eyes focused on where you want to go. And if you feel yourself tilting to one side, then you compensate by tilting to the other. And he said, those are the two keys, said the Tiber Walker, how do you get to the other side? Said the Balshanta, that's what Yiddishkeit's about. Don't look down. You look in where you want to get to, and you, and you, on the way there, you compensate. Sometimes you tilt this way, so you tilt the other way. And then you, you but you keep your eyes focused on where you want to go. Don't empower the Yitzhahara. Because in the Zara Kaddish, evil is, this, is called, there's a name for it, which is which, Tehoyma Rabbah, the, 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 the abyss. The abyss. You don't look into the abyss. You look into the abyss, you're going to fall. Don't empower it. Shame on the Machim don't empower it. Just move on weiter. And by doing so, by disengaging mentally, then you're actually, actually being mavatul chametz. You're actually weakening its hold over you. Hashem Shalvi, Shavizaycha, to uh, to.
to uh, get out of all these tumors and time around and just keep on the prize and get what we need to get. We just go to setting me every minute on main.